Hello, and welcome back. I hope you're finding our approach to communication is activating you, that you are experiencing yourself as more capable of making great things happen, or just making things happen. That communication, public speaking, presenting, pitching, reporting, is not a test of your intelligence or your courage or character, but rather an opportunity to impact and influence the mindset, decisions and actions of other people. Depending on the context and the nature of the communication, the decisive action might be short and sharp. We've got a train like we mean to play. Or, we need to transform the operation. It can also be long form and very detailed. It may need to be. The decisive action may take the form of, of a highly detailed and precise project plan with a Gantt chart, with workflows, with technical instructions. Yes, the card structure is not limited to live communication. It, 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 it works in the written form also. You can structure emails, conduct conversations via text message using this structure. It may be what must be done in order to achieve the aim is complex. There may be procedures and protocols that require contextualizing. Let's say I'm describing how to conduct a heart transplant. I've actually got no surgical experience other than what I've seen on Grey's Anatomy and I'm pretty sure that I'll never have to explain it to anybody. But I imagine that the early part of the communication would be quite concise. The patient's heart is failing. We're going to save their life because that's what we heart surgeons do and because this patient deserves to live. In this case, the decisive action will be extensive. First, we secure a compatible donor heart. While we bring that heart to the hospital, we will prep the patient for the operation. We will knock the patient out, open up their chest cavity and divert the blood flow through the heart-lung machine. We will sever the blood vessels and the nerves and move that heart to one side. We will install a new heart, connect the blood vessels and the nerves. We will divert blood flow from the heart-lung machine back into the patient's cardiovascular system and at the same time jumpstart the new heart. Then we close the chest cavity and wheel the patient into recovery. Simple. Well, maybe there's more to it than that. And that's why in some longer form communication, when the actions are complex, you may need to employ discrete card structured narrative within the overall structure. In the first session of this class, the introduction to the card structure, I described it as a fractal model. A fractal model is where you have repeating patterns of a different scale within the structure. So this is a simple geometric fractal pattern, triangles within triangles. Complex multifaceted communication may require narratives within narratives, card structures within structures. Take the heart transplant example. You could take one piece of the decisive action, for example, the procedure of knocking the patient out. Anesthetic drugs don't just knock the patient out. They suppress the heart and affect major organs. There are risks that must be managed. Our aim is to provide the precise dose to render the patient unconscious while doing minimum damage to other organs and neural functions, limiting unwelcome side effects. The reason might seem obvious. The Hippocratic Oath, do no harm. 
But this is especially important with sensitive or older patients who will struggle to recover from excessive anaesthetic. So what do we do? We advise the patient to fast from midnight prior to the operation. We meet them in the preoperative assessment clinic and review information in their medical chart and history. We discuss their prior experience of anaesthetics and the experience of family members. We discuss options for post-operative pain management and make assessments. Monitoring equipment is applied, an IV cannula is inserted and the right dose of anaesthesia is administered. And once the patient falls asleep, a volatile anaesthesia is applied via a mask. Once the patient is knocked out, we open up the chest cavity and so on. Now, that part of the procedure will also have a context, the construction of the ribs, and a name, access to the heart, uh, minimal trauma to ribs and lungs, um, the reason to get it right to achieve the aim, I will damage anything and you've got complications. So, what's the right way to open the chest cavity? And it's alright, I'm not going to demonstrate that. But this should give you a sense of how you can break down stages of a complicated strategy or, or plan of action into discrete sections. Your communication of each section will benefit from using cards to address the context, aim and reason for every action. You can of course leave out the things that, that you do not need to be established or confirmed, but the direction is plan to include it. Think about your audience and only if they don't need it, leave it out. When the stakes are high, when there are many people involved, they say there's no such thing as too much communication. Before we finish this session on decisive action, I'll highlight something that you may have been wondering about. The examples that I've given so far have been more one-way communication than a two-way dialogue. Do we need a different structure for a conversation? No, we don't. If you think of your communication not as the task of delivering your perspective to others, but rather actions that create alignment between you and your audience, then all the talk about two-way communication being superior makes sense. In some situations, it's right for you to deliver your messages with directness and certainty. In others, a more iterative, consultative delivery will be more effective. I'll provide more insight and information about this in the status class, which is about interpersonal power, how to use it to get what you want. For now, consider communication scenarios in which you state your perspective on context, aim and reason, and then ask your audience for their thoughts on what the decisive action should be. Hi team, I'm afraid we're going to be short-staffed today. Angela and Mahesh are both ill and head office isn't able to provide any relief staff. I'm sorry, but it's just us. We don't want to have a repeat of the dramas that played out last time. It's not good for the customers and it's certainly not enjoyable for us. What do you think we should do? And then you let the team come up with decisive actions. You don't just go, we're short, what'll we do? By providing aim and reason, you focus the question. And if the staff come up with a plan that will prevent a repeat of the drama that happened last time, they're more likely to own it and support it. 
This is a powerful people management approach that is explored in greater detail in the collaboration class. The action learning will give you a chance to practice what we've been talking about, using cards as a fractal structure, using one of your real life scenarios. I'll see you in the next session of the card structure when we talk about the benefits of being explicit about support. Bye for now.